Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing fa- fabulous, fantastic. I was just looking at another screen, that's all. All right, Florida women allegedly attacked two people at a pool for doing inappropriate stretches. Florida deputies say that a woman allegedly attacked two people at a pool for doing stretches she thought were inappropriate. Amanda Ferry Gamo, 41 years old, was arrested in Sumter County, Florida after the incident on early Sunday morning. A female victim told deputies she and the male victim were doing stretches when Ferry Gamo smacked and shoved both of them. All right, it was a female victim and a male victim. They were doing stretches and then Amanda, Amanda Ferrigamo smacked and shoved both of them. The female victim then stated that the defendant accused them both of doing inappropriate activities and began to shove her and smack her across her face. The female victim has a red mark on her face indicating that she was hit as well. The arrest, Alpha David states. See, I be doing like domestic... Uh, Chibacheries, I do a lot of those. All right, deputies responded to the incident at 2.32 in the morning. The male victim told a deputy, she fucking attacked us, she's pissed. Deputies wrote in the affidavit that the female victim had a red mark on her face indicating that she was hit. According to news sources, the man and Ferry Garmo are connected in some way, which makes this incident a domestic situation it's a domestic situation in the nature in a sense so officials with the sumter county sheriff's office didn't further explain their relationship miss ferry gama was transported to the sumter county detention center and charged with two counts of battery she was released on monday afternoon and i said it's a little domestic dispute you know what i'm saying they were stretching at some gym it's probably at some apartments I don't know what address it gave, but whatever. At a pool on an early Sunday morning, a female victim told deputy she and the male victim were doing stretches when Fairy Gamma smacked. You know, no, it ain't, it ain't even tell you what location it was at. They probably was at some type of apartment or some shit like that. And then they went to go to the little apartment's gym because, you know, some apartments got pools and gyms. So it's obvious they were doing stretches like at the gym, uh, that there's mini gym in the pool area. And they said it's a domestic situation in a sense. So Ferry Gamo and the dude know each other and stuff. And then he just went out there to do stretches with another female and stuff like that. So she done got... Um, arrested and then got charged with battery and shit like that. But I don't know what reindeer games was being played in that particular situation and stuff like that. But obviously, you know, it was some type of jealousy in there. But it could, it's probably, it probably was provoked by the dude. The dude probably provoked that shit. You know what I'm saying? Making them act that way and 
But I don't know. You don't don't be putting your hands on people now. You can't do that. Even if you're upset, you're gonna have to handle that situation in a different way, you know what I mean? Some people don't know how to play reindeer games back with a whatever boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever, you know? Like I told you what I do by nature is man, I keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Sometimes your girlfriend or boyfriend will try to set you up in some silly shit trying to make you look stupid. But don't let that um sidetrack you. All right, don't let that sidetrack you. Hey, at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself and stuff like that. When you enter a relationship, you got to make sure you don't get yourself into any type of trouble. Like, you don't need to put your hands on nobody. So just if you see your significant other or your girlfriend or boyfriend playing with you, just let them do their little game, and then you just do you, you know? Like, your feelings... You don't have to, like, scream and act up. Just keep it moving. You got to take care of yourself, you know? Some people will lure you into a trap, and then you out there looking crazy, but we're going to keep it moving with some more chibachery news. You already know what time it is. This is your man, Benz, forever thinking out loud. All right, next. All right, the United Auto Workers strike spreads to more General Motors. Stellantis, that's another couple, Stellantis facilities, and Ford Spirit I made a progress in talks. Like, they got a strike going on, all right? The UAW, United Auto Workers, spreads to more General Motors uh, facilities and Stellantis facilities. That's another company that worked with the big three General Motors people, and, and um and they having negotiations and stuff like that to work out because the workers work, workers are going on strike. It's been strikes everywhere. You had strikes at the Hollywood, strikes at the UPS, but they came to their negotiations. Now they got another strike at the doggone United Auto Workers uh, and General Motors and the uh, people that work at the Stellantis facilities that make parts for the... Um, Ford and I guess Chevrolet and the other cars, the United Auto Workers, known as UAW Union on Friday, broadened its strike against General Motors and Stellantis, citing a lack of progress in negotiations. Although the union spared Ford from new strike activity after the two sides agreed on some provision in their talks, UAW United Auto Workers. President Sean Fain said that the union members will go on strike at all the parts distribution facilities for General Motors and Stellantis, the parent company of brands like Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. The new strike activity covered 38 locations across 20 states, and all nine of the, the UAW's United Auto Workers regions and will affect approximately 5,600 union members, which brings the number of UAW workers on strike to roughly 18,600. Both general, oh man, 
This thing. Both General Motors and Stellantis have rejected our profit sharing proposals, and both companies have rejected our proposals to convert temps. Uh, so today at noon Eastern time, all of the parts distribution centers at General Motors and Stellantis are being called to stand up and strike, Fan Fane said. All right. The United Auto Workers President, Sean Fane. Okay, so the union is seeking pay raises amounting to 40% over a new four-year contract in addition to expanded benefits and other provisions, while the automakers' pay offers have been closer to 20% with an immediate 10% increase. You see, the people need an increase in pay. All right, so the United Auto Workers is running what is called a stand-up strike in which some of the union locals are asked to go on strike incre incrementally as the union sees fit to ratchet up the leverage on the auto companies. The union leaders are believed the union leaders believe that gives them flexibility in escalating the strike as needed up to a potential nationwide strike. Stellantis and General Motors in particular are going to need some serious pushing, Mr. Sean Fain says. General Motors said it will make a statement on the broadened strike activity around noon Eastern time when union members are expected to walk out, and this story will be updated following the statement's release. Stellantis did not immediately respond to a request for comments. The United Auto Workers broadening strike activity does not apply to any Ford facilities, as Fain cited. Real progress in negotiations with the company, but noted we have more work ahead of us before we can reach an agreement. Among the concessions he said the United Auto Workers has secured are the reinstatement of a cost of living allowance. All right. The reinstatement of cost of living allowance, conversions of all current temps, conversions of all the temps that work there, plus additional income security for workers in the event if they get laid off. That includes up to two years of health care. Ford is working diligently with the United Auto Workers to reach a deal that rewards our workforce and, able, and enables Ford to invest in a vibrant and growing future, Ford said in a statement. Although we are making progress in some areas, we still have significant gaps to close on the key economic issues. In the end, the issues are interconnected and must work within an overall agreement that agreement that supports our mutual success. All right. Sean Fain went on to call for President Biden to join the UAW workers on the picket line and said, we invite and encourage everyone who supports our cause to join us on the picket line from our friends and families all the way up to the President of the United States. Biden expressed support for the United Auto Workers strike and has considered sending administration officials to help facilitate talks without mediating although he has not done yet so he's so he didn't even do that yet 
White House Press Secretary Karen Jean-Pierre said Thursday that we appreciate the fact that they are still at the negotiation table having this conversation. It is important that we result in a win-win agreement. Temporary layoffs and work stoppages have mounted at the big three since the strike began last Friday. Parts shortages stemming from facilities where workers have gone on strike have had a spillover effect causing other facilities to idle as they run out of necessary parts or storage space. So there you go right there with the um, strikes. Everybody keep going on strike. The cost of living is very high, which is causing a ripple effect through many companies in America, all right? Just helping you understand what's going on here. This is what I do. You see what I'm saying? I just I need to stop like rolling and puffing and stuff. That's what I gotta stop doing because I know I make this look easy, but it's not easy. You know? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I know what I be doing a little bit right here. Not a little bit. I know more than a little bit, but I'm just saying. I'm getting better with time, but I'm breaking down all of the schematics of what's going on in companies all throughout America, you know what I'm saying? Like Detroit, you know, there's 20 states that, you know, the United Auto Workers, what were the Salantis and uh, General Motors, they trying to get into agreement with them, but those Ford, Stellantis, and General Motors. So, like Ford, they, I don't think they're involved with it too much because they already got into an agreement. So, there you go right there. So we're going to keep it moving on some more news. Let's see what's going on in America. All right. Who killed James Bowman, a 73-year-old Houston man shot to death in 2016? Uh, they didn't even, I don't even think they gave me the location. Oh, yeah, they did give me the location. I just forgot where that location is at. Nearly seven years after the deadly shooting of a 73-year-old man in Houston, the search for the person or people responsible continues. James Bauman was shot and killed in his vehicle on the 9400 block of Concourse Drive around 3.50 p.m. on October 15, 2016. Concourse Drive. I forgot where that's at. Um... At the time, police said a witness heard a gunshot and saw two males and a female running from the intersection. The witness went to see what happened and saw Mr. Bowman, a uniformed security guard, in a vehicle with the doors open, police said. Paramedics pronounced him dead at the scene. Police at the time said the evidence indicated that there was possibly a struggle for the keys to, Bow to Bowman's vehicle. Crime Stopper says Bauman's family is requesting the public to help to find to help find who is responsible of that situation right there. Crime Stoppers may pay up to five thousand dollars for information leading to the charge or the arrest of the suspects in that particular case. All right, I was trying to see. I just ran through this one because I was trying to see if um if this was like an attack on the north side that I remember because I'm from, I'm li I live in Houston, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm from New York, but I live in Houston and stuff. I lived in Houston ever since. I've been in Houston since about... The first time I came to Houston, Texas was in 2005. That's the first time I ever set my foot in Harris County. And then I've been in and out ever since. And then when I... Uh, I was living in Texas, like in Central Texas, but like I, I was in and out of Houston, fucking with it time to time, chilling, chilling with the Jamaicans. You know, I grew up in the Jamaican community. I'm Haitian and stuff, so you know, I know all about that life. And doggone, I made the choice. I made the life, personal choice to move and be a resident of Houston in 2011. That's when I first moved to Houston and then, like, lived there and turned Houston my home. All right, so 2016, I was trying to concourse drive. I, I forgot where it's at. I, got, I can't even remember. I heard the street, probably drove there a 100 times. I just don't remember where it's at. I don't know which part. I forgot. A Houstonian have to tell me this shit because I'm not a Houstonian. I'm a New Yorker. I only could tell you streets about New York. Like, I could tell you about downtown Atlantic and Brooklyn, New York. I could tell you about Hoboken. I could tell you about um, Malcolm X Boulevard. I could tell you about Soho Street. You see what I'm saying? That's downtown Manhattan. I could tell you about the Bronx or fucking Mount... Um, Vernon, you see what I'm saying? Jersey City, that's in New Jersey, fucking Connecticut. Like, that's what I could tell you about. Like, certain streets, you just pop off and say it. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I know that area. But this area, I just don't remember. Somebody gotta, like, tell me. And then I forgot where Concord Street is at. It's probably, I wanna say that shit is close to downtown somewhere, but I'm not sure downtown Houston and stuff like that. Because, bro, I'm into, like, the crime uh, in, like, the whole country. Like, I even told you about some crazy shit that happened in Nigeria and Africa. It was a crazy, wicked story. Like, one of the most wickedest stories I've seen that I ran across bring chills to your goddamn skin, bro. Like, it's wicked. The things people will do behind your back, especially if they know who you are. See what I'm saying? That's why I be talking about these stories right here. Like this old dude, this 73-year-old, he's a security guard. And there's a bunch of security guards from different establishments in Houston. Houston has tons of restaurants, tons of establishments, tons of fucking game rooms, shitload of gas stations and little dollar stores. It's the shopping center, bro. It's like a big strip of shopping centers, man. Everywhere in Houston, Texas. And Houston, Texas is a super giant city. So, one of the biggest cities in America and stuff. So, I'll be just like hitting y'all with stories that will make you think about your surroundings. And the moves that you're going to make to benefit yourself and your family for tomorrow and the future. That's what I do. Why, that's why I be talking on this podcast to let you know what's going down. So let's keep it moving. Bel Air man arrested in attempted kidnapping after police received multiple calls. 
Houston, the Bel Air Police Department has arrested a man suspected of an attempted abduction on Thursday morning at 8.02 in the morning. Police responded to calls about a man chasing a woman on the 5100 block of Grand Lake. According to Bel Air officers, they received multiple calls about an attempted abduction throughout Bel Air. While officers were searching for the suspect from the Grand Lake incident, a second call came in at 8.10 in the morning. The second call mirrored the previous one with reports of a man involved in an altercation with a female on the 5300 block of Evergreen Street. During a traffic stop at 8.11 in the morning, police located Mr. Barcuda in a beige Toyota Camry. The suspect that they are speaking is his name is Omar Bakuda. Look like some type of Arabic dude from the North Africa somewhere. Officials say Mr. Barcuda is suspected in a Houston police investigation from a similar call on September 19th on the 5300 block of Jessamine. In a Bel Air police investigation from September 20th on the 5100 block of Chestnut. According to the Bel Air police chief, on the Simo Lopez, the department received six calls over both Wednesday and Thursday in regard to the incident related to Mr. Barcuda. Omar is currently on bond for an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Officials say that the timely response of Bel Air law enforcement officers and the traffic unit ultimately led to the arrest of Mr. Barcuda, who could be connected to multiple incidents. Due to the alarming numbers of distress calls and the concerning nature of these incidents, the Bel Air Police Department is making an earnest appeal to potential victims or witnesses who may recognize Mr. Omar Barcuda as the same individual involved in other, other unreported cases. All right, this guy's crazy. He's trying to abduct women for some strange reason. Red Oh, damn. This thing always been doing that. Like, I don't know what's up with my own laptop. Residents are strongly encouraged to reach out to law enforcement authorities for their assistance and cooperation on this particular investigation that I'm just talking about right here. So, uh, all right. They said they received multiple calls about an attempted abduction throughout Bel Air abduction while officers were searching for the suspect from the Grand Lake incident. The, oh, the Grand Lake. All right, he was chasing, a man was chasing a woman on the 5100 block of Grand Lake. All right. And then while officers were searching for the suspect from the Grand Lake incident, a second call came in at 8.10 in the morning. The second call mirrored the previous one from Grand Lake with reports of a man involved in the altercation with the female on the 5300 block of Evergreen Street. During that traffic stop at 8.11 in the morning, police located Mr. Barcuda in the beige Toyota Camry Officials say Mr. Barcuda is suspected in a Houston police investigation from a similar call on September 19th on the 5300 block of Jessamine. 
in the Bear Police investigation from September 20th on the 5100 block of Chestnut. All right, so there's multiple incidents. According to the Bear Police Chief Onosimo Lopez, the department received six calls over both Wednesday and Thursday in regard to the incident related to Mr. Barcuda. Amar Barcuda is currently on bond for an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Officials say that the timely response of Bel Air law enforcement officers and the traffic unit ultimately led to the arrest of Mr. Barcuda, who could be connected to multiple, multiple incidents due to the alarming number of distress calls and the concerning nature of these incidents. The Bel Air Police Department is making an earnest appeal to potential victims or witnesses who may recognize Omar Barcuda at the same time as the same individual involved in a whole bunch of unreported incidents, just like the one in Doggone, the first one uh, in on goddamn Grand Lake. Like, stuff like this, you gotta talk about it. You gotta let people know what the hell be going on and stuff. And then these people that be doing these suspected nasty crimes and shit, they be paying attention too, to like advance warnings such as myself, letting people know what the hell is really going on out there and you gotta be careful and stuff. Because you know, I care. Of course I'm gonna talk. Like I don't want nobody getting hurt out there. And then this is a war between good and evil. You got some good people out there and I don't want them to get hurt. That's why I'm sitting over here doing this podcast, making you, well, I'm not sitting, I'm standing right now. Sometimes I sit down, read, then I get up. I just hold the microphone in my hand and talk to you guys. That's exactly how I'm doing my podcast without the visuals, you know. I want to do the visuals, but I think I'm going to have to do it anyway. But right now it's not my main focus because I'm doing other jobs at the same time. And then, you know, you know, people, there's a lot of people that listen to podcasts like truck drivers, you know, because I know about the roads. You know, I had a Class A license myself, so I know the truck drivers definitely be listening to podcasts. So there is a market there, and I know that I could put myself in that market where people are listening to these stories, and they know, they could, they'd be like, damn. Let me not go over here because I don't want to get myself into no problems out here. You see what I'm saying? And you know what's going on. You don't get yourself in no type of trouble. But I'm about to cut this apple pie short and sweet. This is your man, Ben's Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. You know, follow me on Instagram. You just got to type in Box Benji on the search engine. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. All right, that's the same name that you could use to follow me on TikTok. I'm real active on TikTok all the time. Got the latest chibachery news that you need to see. All of the posts, you know, just to get through that day, through, through that nine to five work schedule that you got so you can get right through it so you could deal with your own time, all right? This is your man, Ben's Forever, thinking out loud. Peace. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the Bodega. 